Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. spiritual leader acknowledges his mistakes and uses them to train his apprentices. A spiritual leader leads from a place of humility, not strength. The Apostle Paul, if you go through and study his life and what he said about himself, what he said about his leadership over and over and over and over again, he talks about his weakness. Does making mistakes make you a weak leader? Today, Pastor Robert is going to help you answer this question. Paul talks about his weakness more than his strengths because he wants his followers to learn from his mistakes. He encourages you to acknowledge your areas of weakness and use it to train others. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 16 as he continues his message, Lessons from a Leader. Lesson number one, make your plans. Make your plans. Planning is good. But always hold your plans loosely before the Lord of creation. I I remember one time, and this was now more than 10 years ago, but Calvary Chapel Koinonia in Lima was getting ready to celebrate their 10-year anniversary. And Pastor Brian invited me as his pastor to fly down there and speak to the church. And, you know, it was a great honor. I was excited about it. My plan was to go to the pastor's conference in California, which was the week just immediately prior to their anniversary celebration. And then I would just fly from Los Angeles to Lima, and then from Lima, I'd fly back to Miami. But, but there was a hiccup, you see, because while I was in the air, I was already on my flight from Miami to Los Angeles, and I realized my passport was locked away in a safe deposit box at the bank in Miami Beach. I'm like, oh. So as soon as I landed in Los Angeles, fortunately it was an early flight and, and I went, it was, you know, National Bank, right? Bank of America, I'll just tell you who it was. So I'm, I go straight to Bank of America. There was a branch right by the airport. I landed, I go to the, go to the bank and they're like, mm, no, we're not going to be able to help you. Now this was Monday morning and I'm thinking this is not going to be a big problem. We'll be able to get it, you know, get it shipped to me, so forth and so on. No, we, it can't be done. I'm like, what do you mean it can't be done? It's like I'm in a Bank of America branch. I have a Bank of America. I could rant right now. Even now, 10 years later, I could rant about this. If you can't tell, it's still emotion, right? Man, I felt so bad. I was stuck. There was nothing that I could do. So, I mean, I call, you know, actually, no cell phone. I had to go to the pay phone. I, I called Brian, 
in Lima. I said, it's, it's not gonna, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to come to Lima. And I could hear the hurt in his voice, which is rare. Brian, it, I was, I mean, I felt so bad. I mean, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I made a mistake. Didn't pack my passport. But as I'm dealing with all of this, the Holy Spirit just kind of reminded me that he was capable even of reminding me to go get my passport, to pack my passport. And, and, you know, just encouraging me the way he sometimes will, I had never, ever, ever done anything like that before. I don't forget my passport. I've been traveling internationally already for, I don't know, 20, 30 years, right? Never forgotten my passport. On every single trip, I would at some point in time go into a panic thinking I had lost my passport or misplaced it because I would always secure it so well that at some point during the trip, I couldn't find it. Anybody identify with that one? I tuck it away, right? I got it so secure that I'm like, where did, where did I put it? And I'd have to go through everything to find. But I always, it was always there. It was always secured. I had never, ever, ever forgotten or lost my passport. I don't normally do things like that. I concluded that God was deliberately redirecting my plans, that he didn't want me, for whatever reason, to travel to Lima and speak at, at their anniversary celebration. So I let it go. I, I had peace. And you know what? The result of it, because now I'm starting to, I'm looking around. I'm like, why did you do this? There's got to be a reason. This is not random. It's not arbitrary. You, you have a plan. All the other pastors left, and there was this one young German pastor. We were in, in like a dorm kind of an environment, right? There were, I think, four or five of us in that room. Everybody, everybody left. And it was just me and Stefan. He had no car. I had to rent a car. So we just, we hung out and we, we spent a couple of days together. And, and then after that, he invited me and Elizabeth. We went to visit her family in Denmark as we're getting ready to do again in a couple of weeks. And so Stefan and, and his wife invited us to come over to Germany. It wasn't that far to the area where they were planting a church. So I spoke in his church. And I, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll find out what the details were. But I firmly believe God adjusted my itinerary because of his plans for Koinonia, the church in Lima, his plans for me, for Stefan, for their young family, for the church in Germany, maybe somebody there, I, I have no idea. But there's an old saying that applies here. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. Be flexible. Make your plans, but be flexible. Make your plans, but submit your plans. Hold them loosely. Hold them loosely. Now, I want to pause for a minute, and I want to go back to Timothy. I want to consider young Timothy, because imagine, I mean, he's a teenager, and he's on this grand adventure trusting Paul to lead him and train him and be his mentor, but pretty quickly he realizes Paul doesn't seem to know where he's going. 
I mean, can you imagine being a teenage boy and, and you know, you've got these, these older men and, and this one in particular, the leader of the group, and you're looking up to him, you're expecting him to lead, right? We expect leaders to lead. We want leaders to lead. But what does that mean? Timothy was following a leader who was clearly unclear, bewildered with regard to their next steps. One day he says they're traveling over to Asia Minor. The next day he says, actually, we're not going to do that after all. We're going to go to Bithynia instead. But then a few hours later, the next day, we don't know. He t- but it's, you know what? I changed my mind. We're not going to Bithynia either. Lesson number two. A spiritual leader acknowledges his mistakes and uses them to train his apprentices. A spiritual leader leads from a place of humility, not strength. The Apostle Paul, if you go through and study his life and what he said about himself, what he said about his leadership over and over and over and over again, he talks about his weakness, not his strength. At one point, he apologizes for boasting because he said, you know, these guys, they're blowing themselves up in your eyes by talking about their credentials and their heritage and why you should be followed. He says, listen, if they got stuff to brag about, I've got a whole lot more to brag about. But what good is that? I'd rather boast in my infirmities. I'd rather boast in that. But when I'm weak, God's power. See, that's spiritual leadership. That's spiritual leadership. In what way? Pointing to Jesus instead of yourself. Pointing to the power of God instead of whatever you got going on. You know, the only way we could possibly know that Paul's plans were repeatedly vetoed by God, he repeatedly got it wrong. The only reason we could know that is he said so. That's the only reason we know. Because see, a a strong leader, he wouldn't have let people see that. A strong leader... He would have made it look like that was the plan all along. He was just like testing them or whatever, right? I mean, we, you guys understand what I'm driving at? A strong leader in human terms. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. 
We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio, 